0: I'm Dr. Patrick Flume, guest author of this E-Cystic Fibrosis Review Special Edition. I am Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the Medical University of South Carolina. Now I'm speaking with Dr. Scott Bell, Professor and Director of the Cystic Fibrosis Center at Prince Charles Hospital and Group Leader at the QIMR Berghofer Medical Research Institute in Queensland, Australia. Dr. Bell, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks very much, Patrick.
0: So Scott, I want to talk about your patients who have chronic pseudomonas infections. What's your current practice using inhaled antibiotics in those patients?
1: So I guess to set the scene, we've fairly limited choice of inhaled antibiotics. We have tobramycin in two preparations, tobramycin solution and tobramycin dry powder and we also have colistin solution for nebulization. So we are more limited than some parts of the world. Some of the things that our team would consider with a patient, their level of engagement with therapies, how adherent they are, what their tolerance to the different nebulized antibiotic or inhaled antibiotic preparations, and what sort of nebulizer technology the patient has. My general practice for patients with chronic pseudomonas originosa is to advise month-on-month-off therapy with tobramycin and the tobramycin preparation really depends on patient preference and tolerability. But more and more patients are taking the dry powder for convenience rather than a solution.
0: Do you ever use continuous inhaled antibiotics? Yes, we do. I guess what we've seen
1: over the past two decades is an increase in the number of patients with advanced disease who now live much longer than was the case two and three decades ago. These patients have severe lung disease, chronic infection and the group of patients who are most likely to be frequently needing IV antibiotics for exacerbations. And it's that group of patients that we particularly focus on using continuous antibiotics. Our practice is generally to rotate between the two available preparations. That's uh, tobramycin and colistin, assuming that the patient is engaged with the therapy and also tolerant of those two drugs.
0: And are you rotating on a 28-day schedule? That is what we attempt to get. There are some real-world challenges
1: in having patients do this on a continuous basis, and then that group of patients tend to exacerbate quite frequently despite the rotational antibiotics. So then. The rotational antibiotics are interspersed with parenteral therapy for the treatment of exacerbations.
0: I know that you've seen the data that I presented at the North American CF meeting on the continuous alternating therapy trial, the CAT trial. What are your general impressions of the results from the CAT trial?
1: Well, firstly, I think it demonstrates really clearly the challenges in undertaking these sorts of studies for two reasons. Firstly, the standard of care with alternate month antibiotics has I think inevitably led to clinicians doing exactly as I described before those patients with advanced disease who are frequently exacerbating, many clinicians are already actually advising their patients to have continuous antibiotics. And I think this is a big challenge that you and your investigators had, Patrick, in terms of engaging patients because whilst there are a lot of patients out there that fitted the criteria, many of them were already actually being treated with continuous alternating therapy. I think also in the setting of a huge growth in clinical trials, specifically for CFTR modulation, the competition for patients for clinical trials has grown enormously and that may have also contributed to some of the challenges you had. Nevertheless, despite the study being underpowered, there are some interesting trends in the data suggesting lower rates of exacerbations and hospitalization for respiratory indications and perhaps a slight improvement in lung function. So there's some interesting trends to suggest that for this cohort of patients, continuous alternating therapy may have a role for our patients.
0: Do you think that these studies results will have any impact on your future use of inhaled antibiotics?
1: I guess the first point to make is that uh, we don't have access to nebulized Aztreanam at this point, so the specific combination is unable to be prescribed in our healthcare system at present. We've limited to the choices between tobramycin and colistin and I guess what it probably does is reinforces the approach that many have taken and that's alternating between two agents rather than using a single agent continuously which for many years has been the standard of practice in Europe to use long-term colistin therapy. So I guess what it tells me is that perhaps alternating is better than continuous.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Scott. I want to thank you for being part of this E-cystic Fibrosis Review Special Edition program.
1: Thanks very much, Patrick.